You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm sitting down today with Bruce Adams and GP. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we today? Amazing. And how are you? Oh, that doesn't sound canned or anything at all, GP. It's nice to <laughs> nice to have you here. Sorry, I was reading a script. You're reading what? a script. You're reading. <laughs> just make sure you get under the greeting and then, yeah, it's just the line under that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it said insert name here, and I got yes, confused. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bruce, how are you today? Oh, you're not having a good day, are you? Um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm doing well. However, the water main in front of my house isn't doing very well. So, um, yeah. Do you know, I actually, I know why that actually is happening to you. Um, there was a rally a few weeks ago in, in Tulsa. And uh, oh, at, right, that, right. at that rally, uh, there were a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm basing this off of the off of the astute um, observation by uh, Congressman Hank Johnson. Congressman Hank Johnson, for those that don't know, he's the man that said uh, this. Yeah, about my, Guam. my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. OK, so. By by using that logic, you have so many people that were in Tulsa, which is just a ways down the road from you. You had mm-hmm. so many people that were putting pressure on the earth in that geographic location that it just it was too much for the infrastructure to handle. And it just snapped the water main in front of your house. Mm. So, see, oh, it's see I, thought, fault. I thought you were it's Trump's fault. I see. I thought you were going down the road of it, it caught coronavirus and and it, it ruptured because of coronavirus. See? No, no, no. But oh. well, mm. I, I mean, I could, I suppose, go that route because coronavirus mm. is Trump's fault too. So e- right, either right. way, we have to look at the bigger picture here and realize that it is Trump's fault, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, seriously, I hope that you're. Uh, I hope you're able to deal with that and get that uh, sorted out. That's. Uh, yep, they are on it right now. Uh, that's good. So we'll probably hear some heavy machinery in the background a time or two, I'm sure. Uh, but that's that's probably. your tax dollars at work, right? So that's that's all yep. there is to it. All right. This morning, and then of course, I think we've got GP working out of his uh, out of his his wood shop today. Uh, I think I think that's what he's doing because I've been hearing. Oh, uh, if I had noise. a saw ready, I totally would be putting that on. <laughs> actually, I'll tell you what, where GP is, GP's actually on the streets of downtown Portland right now trying to use an angle grinder with a cutting wheel to get through the fence of the courthouse. That's uh, that's where he's at right now. Okay, they're, one, they're they're not that good of uh, they're not that good of builders. So I just blew on it and it fell down. <laughs> the Antifa side. So, yeah. <laughs> Which we're going to talk about some conditions in downtown Portland today. But I wanted mm-hmm. to start with some election news. I, oh, I wanted what to, we well, there's there's a few things. One, Trump's. T- OK, I heard this last night and I don't think it's gone any further at this point than a tweet. Trump's talking about possibly floating the idea of of suspending the election. Now, that would be the first time in my lifetime that I recall any of that happening. Maybe your lifetime, too, as, as well, GP. I'm not Mine sure. Too. Yes. I've never seen that, to be fair. So, OK, I, I think the route he's taking, though, when he goes along this, he's, he's talking about the massive amount of mail-in voting fraud concerns, which is, I mean, what are we seeing across the country? We're seeing people that are being mailed ballots 
they're being sent. I mean, I'm seeing it across, uh, you know, some parlor posts and stuff where people are being sent four and five ballots for people that don't even live there. Or it was for their grandparents or for their uh, aunts and uncles or something or a relative that had passed away a few years ago or up to five years ago in some cases or even longer. And we saw a news article a couple of weeks ago from a couple who received a Democrat ballot for their cat who died 12 years ago. So he's talking about possibly suspending the election until we can kind of figure out a way to deal with this mail-in uh, fraud that they're trying to throw it at everybody. So it, is that where he's at with it? Is it, Do you guys think that's that's what he's trying to do? Bruce, we were talking about that earlier, but um, mm-hmm. you know, just off and on. But do you think that that's the reason that he wants to possibly suspend the election? Because I kind of had a feeling it was coming from one side or the other. Does he have a justifiable reason? Because I, in a way, I kind of think that he does. Because, I mean, this this right here, it's simple. Let's hold it off until we can get the courts to actually rule on it, what they're doing. Because if they're sending out ballots like that in the names of dead people, having trucks show up in neighborhoods and drop off whatever on the voter rolls, boxes full of ballots, you know, two and three and four and five at a time, we can't be having that. Yeah, so I I, I agree that that's a problem. Uh, the president doesn't have the power to dictate that. Uh, that would be an act of Congress to delay it. So... I mean, he, he could be just floating the idea to see if Congress will discuss it and bring it up. Um, the, the other the other idea is it could be kind of deflecting um, or or pushing the media to talk about certain narratives. Uh, as we've seen, he he likes to uh, control the narrative of the media. Whether it's his desire to be in the media, you know, call it narcissism or whatever, or it's a it's a controlled tactical move, if you want to call it that, uh, bringing uh, some of the um, uh, media attention off of the law enforcement uh, that have been just bashed by the media uh, recently. So I don't really know what his intention is, only he knows his intention. But there is some very real concerns with voter fraud. Um, You know, we were kind of talking off the air. I've heard of a test that they did with this, uh, with the voter, the vote by mail Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm hmm. They sent in the ballots. Some of them received it on time. Others were delayed and they were seeing how the people would respond. The ones that were delayed were disenfranchised and didn't vote. So, I mean, that doesn't sound like a problem at all, right? And we've we've heard the stories of voter fraud over the years without mail-in ballots. Can you only imagine how bad it would be? I mean, we've seen it in other countries uh, that, that have had mail-in ballots and they're Ballot boxes ended up in the bottom of lakes or mysteriously caught fire or um, didn't show up or trucks didn't show up or 100 percent of the ballots voted for certain candidate. You know, I mean, so it's definitely concerning. And I'm not pointing fingers at either party. Right. I mean, both parties could easily either party could stuff ballots. And I mean, so, yeah, it could be it could be really bad. Well, there's another angle that I was looking at is, you know, it's Nancy Pelosi and she's another one that I don't think should be up there either, Mm -hmm. along with Mr. Biden. She's been months saying that Donald Trump is not going to step down. Yeah. Doesn't this fuel their, you know, what the uh, left is saying about him not stepping down and then him also stating, okay, I'm not going to step down. Let's delay it. Doesn't this all fit into like some sort of play that... We're all being played. This is if this was a written movie. It's going just like a movie. Well, right? yeah. to be honest with you, GP, I mean, Hollywood, they're not filming right now, so they need something. Right. 
Sorry, I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I know, no, but I'm serious. But it, I, I'm kind of serious at this point. Do you think, I don't think Trump is stupid to the point of going, well, they've been saying I'm going to sit down. Why don't I just give them some more fuel? Right. No, he could well, actually, he could be doing trolling? exactly that. Okay, well, that would yeah, be, sure. I don't care who your publicist or who your people around you is. Nobody would really do that because that would just be the worst of the worst. It would make the people that were on the fence jump the other way. Would it, oh, though? my God, because, they're right. Because every time one party is right and the other one's wrong, it, it swings points that one way. So if you were on the fence about, you know, if you're constantly hearing, yeah, Trump's a dictator, Trump's a racist, Trump's a this, and he's not going to leave the presidency. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know really enough information, blah, blah, blah. And then you get Trump saying, oh, and I'm not stepping down because of voter fraud, so I'm going to stay in. You'd be like, oh, my God, maybe he is a racist. Maybe he is this. Maybe he is um, that because they were correct on this other point. Um, I mean, are you being serious about me? Or are you talking about somebody else out there? Because I can see through that. Somebody else out there. Uh, no, somebody else out there. So, I'm not talking about you. But here, here's here's another possibility as well. By him doing this and mm -hmm. getting the left to go hysteric, it's it's forcing the left to show their colors. It's the lefts aren't that bright. They're, 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 they are easily manipulated, but this is something that would be in their favor of, you know, he's not going to step down. He's not going to step down. He's not going to step down. And well, if he loses and step down, he goes, see, I left step down, but he still lost the election. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think there's a bigger, I think there's a bigger thing here uh, that we're kind of not looking at. You've got the percentage of people that are going to vote for Trump no matter what. Right. You're, I mean, just like yes. the the diehard Republicans, they're going to vote for them. It doesn't matter. Right. The guy can do no wrong. And then you're going to have the never Trumpers, which are the ones like you're talking about, the crazy ones that don't need much convincing. Right. No, they're, no, I'm not talking about the never Trumpers. I'm talking about the ones that are on the fence that are just yes, relying on the nation. They're like, yes. I don't know where to vote. I don't want to vote Biden because Biden is obviously a corrupt. He's been corrupt. Yes, that we do know. OK. And voting for Trump, who's just grief so much grief but they're on the fence here well to so be honest they're with going you, to, they're gonna, if they hear that he doesn't want to step down that'll just force their hand and go well i guess i gotta go with the uh corrupt uh no corrupt person no i don't think so i don't think so and i'll tell you why here's the other thing the riots the riots in the mm -hmm. streets so mm -hmm. the people see the riots in the streets in the cities specifically, the ones that have been in the cities that have been abandoned by their state and local governments, they're not going to get on board with the Bidens. Th those are the ones that are on the fence, too. They're not going to get on board with what the Democrats are endorsing. And that's what they're doing. They're endorsing that. They're showing no signs of stopping that. And so I think those particular voters, that's going to play a key role in that, too. So they're not going to want to jump in bed with uh, what the Democrat Party's jumping on board with. I said the other day, I just want one Democrat, one. I don't care who it is, right? I just want one Democrat somewhere to come out and disavow what's happening in the streets. That's all I want. And I want him to say it on national TV. And I want him to say, where's the rest of my party on this? That's what I want to see. We're not seeing that. I want to see somebody from that party, and I hate party politics, I want to see somebody from that party come out and say it. Hell, I'd like to see somebody from the Republican Party say it at this point, that somebody that's not Tom Cotton, somebody that's not Rand Paul, somebody that's not Jim Jordan, that's what I would like to see. But we can't even get anybody come out to come out and disavow this stuff. Would they even get airtime? 
Exactly. Probably not. <laughs> Trump has come out and he said, his quote is, I don't want to delay the election. I want to have the election, but I also don't want to have to wait three months and then find out that ballots are all missing or that the ballots are all missing and that the election doesn't mean anything. That's what's going to happen. That's common sense. He says, do I want a date change? No, but I don't want to see a crooked election. This election will be the most rigged election in history if universal mail-in ballots happen. And I can't say I disagree with him on that because of the way that they're deploying these things. Yeah. And like I was saying, I don't think delaying it's seriously. Why are we even talking about mail in ballots? You, you know, the Democrats, when they the during the primary vote in uh, some of the northern states, they went there in person and voted in the middle of the pandemic. And all mm -hmm. the Democrats were like, oh, no, 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 this is OK. It's all right. You guys go out and vote. It's, it's all good. But then the minute we want to talk about uh, the the general election, they're like, nope, we have to do mail-in ballots, shut everything down. Someone who mm. responded to uh, to Trump's tweet on mail-in voting was uh, Senator Mitt Romney. You guys know who Mitt Romney is? Have you guys heard of mm. Mitt Romney before? Yeah, that guy, the guy from Utah. Uh, some, yeah, some, some, yeah, some inklings about him. Yeah, yeah president twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah some, something along those lines. I'm not sure. He said, "I'm a fan of voting by mail." Secondly, this is what he said in a tweet. Secondly, of course, we are going to have an election on time. It's unthinkable that that would not be the case. Mm. So he's a fan of it. If Mitt is on board with it, I mean, why not? Right, right. I'm sure the rest of the American people are uh, on board as well. No, uh -huh. I mean, seriously, do you, are, are the American people scared enough to not go in and vote in person? I'm not I sure. I mean, is there enough hysteria to stop that? Or well, it depends. I mean, Fauci's talking about, you know, now you need a mask, you need goggles, and then you need a face shield over top of that. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, it's just which GP, I know you've been talking about that for a long time, but um, yes, that's what Fauci's saying. So, I mean, they're just playing on the fear. But let me give you a perspective, guys. Let me let me give you a perspective on this. If I if I may. Democrats have been telling everybody to stay in home, stay at home. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die over right. the course of this whole time. You must right. stay home. Correct. Republicans have been told. We need to get back to work. We need the economy going. Uh, let's just stay safe. Let's get out there. And do what we got to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So if right. you are having voters going out to vote, do you know how many Democrats are not going to go out to vote because of fear? And okay. so they're going to have a vast majority of Republicans going to these pools because they're like, well, I'm under the age of 65. I've uh, relatively healthy. I don't have these many medical problems and I'm going to stay safe. I'm going to socially distance. And eh, if I wear a mask, I wear a mask. If I don't, I don't. Whatever. Whatever the situation may be, but they're going to go out. Democrats are going to hide in their hole. Hence the mail-in voting. Hence the mail-in voting, because they will be the it will be completely lopsided. Well, people make That's the argument. That's the issue. Yeah, people make the argument. Well, uh, what about absentee? Absentee is different. That's completely different from what we're seeing. Now, let me make the distinction. Absentee, you're already a registered voter. All you do is you apply. What was that? If I told you, it would scare you. There ain't a whole lot that scares me these days. It was, it was, it was a shot glass he was putting yeah. down. Yeah, Believe it or not, it was, of, a shot, it was a hatchet. Shot of 150. It was a hatchet. It was a hatchet. You're, <laughs> you're playing with a hatchet of all things. You mess around with all kinds of stuff when we're podcasting, right? Because you can't sit still. You're like a kid that has to be yes. doing something, right? Of all yes, things. Yes, I have to have You're sitting there twiddling. Are you, throw, are you doing hatchet throwing? While we're while we're trying to podcast, I do hatchet throw. Doing? I do hatchet throw, but not right now. No. What you do in your underwear on your front lawn in your spare time is of no concern of mine. Okay. 
Okay, you got to stop watching me, okay? You're the guy that's filming. I knew it. <laughs> what I do with my TikTok well, account at least you is said my I business, had okay? All right, what I do with my what? TikTok account is my business. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about uh, that private Zoom meeting. I know nothing about it at all. So <laughs> the, um, the thing is, is absentee, right? Absentee ballots are something you have, you're already registered for it. You apply to receive that ballot. You get that ballot. And then if you're, especially like in my case, you're given that ballot, you vote, and then you take it up to the consulate and then it's put in the diplomatic pouch and taken back securely. That's completely different to what's happening with these things, these mail-in ballots that they're throwing out there. That's not absentee. That is not absentee. There's a big difference here. What that is, is well, we're going to just send these out to all these people and there's your voting. Well, there's a chain of custody there, right? And then on top of that, it's everything we'd said before. It's, well, here's three ballots for your grandfather. Three ballots under the same name to the same resident that passed away 24 months ago. That's what's happening. So I see where Trump's coming from. I see how you try to explain it, GP, from the side of how they're using the pandemic. And of course, as Bruce said, they've got to continue to stoke that fear. And I think there's they're continuing to try and stoke that fear, but they're also trying to do everything possible to try and keep real doctors and real scientists from actually putting the truth out there for people to see. That's another agenda we're seeing in all this, right? Yeah, I mean, you get canceled on, on social media if you say anything that contradicts the WHO or NIH. I mean, you know, God forbid you have a second opinion. That is true. Florida Police Union, they have unanimously endorsed Trump. Unanimously. Uh, Florida's largest police union endorsed Trump in a letter that they sent worth 30,000 strong. We go from the Panhandle to Daytona to Tampa down to Miami and the Keys, said the president of the Florida Police Benevolent Association, John Kazanjian. Kazanjian explained that the decision to endorse Trump started with his la- or with his move last week to call for an emergency meeting via phone conference with all of the chapter and charter presidents and board of directors. His quote, I spelled it out on what's going on, not just in Florida, but across the country that, hey, you know what? We're getting beat up. We're getting used like a punching bag and we're tired of it. And President Donald Trump has been there for us. He supported us. Kazanjian's comments came after a Florida county level union rescinded its endorsement of Democratic candidate for the legislature in the wake of public statements in which he called for the police to be demilitarized and questioned the need for patrol officers to drive unmarked cars. So, hey, uh, that's that's good. Where, where's the news coverage of that? Where's the CNN coverage of that? Is that going to be anywhere? No, probably not. Well, there'll be coverage of it, but they'll. It'll be like to fund the police or something on those lines. Police have been vilified across the country and having a police union with 30,000 members come out and publicly endorse President Donald Trump in the midst of all this. I think that speaks volumes. That's needed. That's needed right now, because look at how the the police officers are being treated. We heard the speech from the police officers, head of the police officers union in the New York Police Department, didn't we? Mm -hmm. He said they're being vilified. They're being left out of the discussions. They're being abandoned by their legislators. They got people telling them that they're worried about their kids walking home after being at school for the day, and they're worried that their, their kids might be killed by a cop. And the man says, what world are we living in? The agenda to defund the police. Well, we know where that comes from, don't we? It comes right out of the Marxist revolution. And that's precisely what these people are doing to society. And so to have this endorsement- hell, but- Go ahead. I was going to say it was from the depths of hell, but- all right. Marxism. Yeah. Well, okay. Marxism, depths of hell. I mean, it's it's all kind of the same. Isn't it? I mean, you yeah, know, it gets a little you, little blurred. It's not that much, not that much of a difference. But yeah. the way that you have a police union like this coming out, I want to know 
Is this going to be the only one? Where's the rest of them? Where's the police union in the state of New York? Florida's a key state. Where's the police union in the swing states? Florida is also a swing state. Where's the police union endorsement from Pennsylvania? Where's the police union endorsement from Ohio? Where's the police union endorsement from, I was going to say Minnesota, <laughs> they're disbanding their police because they're, they're so woke. Where's the police union endorsement from California? That'd be a nice feather in the cap, don't you think? What about the D.C. police union? So do we want to jump over to Portland? What's going on in Portland other than criminals being arrested? Well, there's a Fox News reporter who goes inside the Portland riots. He gives the details of the horrific scenes during a 12-hour stint with federal agents. He spent 12 hours with federal agents by the courthouse down there. You know the one they're trying to burn to the ground with people inside? Mm -hmm. That one. So he spent 12 hours stationed with federal agents at Portland's federal courthouse, and it highly disturbed him according to him. And he said that the environment inside the courthouse is pretty crazy. Protests began around 9 p.m. and remained peaceful until about midnight. He says you're inside of a building that is pitch black. They keep the lights off so people aren't silhouetted, so they can't be targeted by people outside. He was told to put on a gas mask in order to stave off the effects of tear gas. He said it literally coats the floor and the wall and just kind of sits in the air. Uh, He was told not to look at the laser isn't that what they've been using? Is uh, is lasers yep. to try and or yeah to to blind federal officers? He pointed out that he was also outfitted with a flak jacket and a helmet to protect him from debris. There, oh, it's debris now, huh? Debris, rocks, frozen bottles, and things that were thrown at you when you finally opened the doors. He said other projectiles included uh, bats, hockey sticks, and a thing with nails in it where you'd hit somebody. Uh, so I'm I'm assuming it's like a glove or something. They drove some nails into it. What was very inventive was the lawn sprayer that you'd use for pesticides. Uh, he says agents confiscated like 12 of those. So I'm assuming they're um, uh, they're spraying those on on people with whatever's inside of them. He also said industrial lasers are the crowd's favorite. This is what you pointed out, right? Industrial lasers. Yeah. So uh, real quick, a thought on the the chemical sprayers there that uh-huh. they were confiscating. It could have easily just been water because that's um, you know to try to could neutralize the. The tear gas. Could have been, yeah. He says these are not, he's, he's referencing the uh, the industrial lasers. These are not like the laser pointers you'd use in a classroom. I've seen them. I, I've seen those. These are not the ones you'd use. Uh, these are lasers that you use that can reach pilots and airplanes. They're really strong. As yes. soon as you open the doors, they'll train those lasers on you. And of course, you're instructed, don't look at it. He also recalled moments where rioters Oh, they're actually being called rioters. Rioters launched fireworks at the fortified federal courthouse. Uh, it's really loud and very disconcerting when you're on the inside. Uh, and these things, when they burn up in front of you, they burn agents' legs and arms and neck and stuff like that. And they've got to go in for treatment. Th- see, now this kind of stuff right here, man, you- you've got to go in and shut that down. I'm sorry. Where- where's where's the response? Tear gas and rubber bullets go so far, right? They're just not getting it. I thought there was a peace agreement to pull out. Wasn't that the deal? Mm. Sort of. They said there was a peace agreement that said the feds would pull out if the state and the city would do what they're supposed to and uphold the rule of law. And so they haven't. And so the feds haven't pulled out. Well, this is what happens when you don't do your job. The rule of law is not enforced. Well, it was back when you were saying the reason that when you said writers, at least they're calling them writers. No, they deliberately separate the two protesters and writers. When it's an obviously violent act, they will say writer. But when it it's uh, something peaceful and calm or someone's a victim, they'll say protesters. It's just semantics. It's just what they do to to for people to uh, go, oh, well, I can identify these. There's two different groups. Well, I'm just looking at the way that the narrative is being pushed, which is peaceful protesters. 
Everything's peaceful protesters to the media. There are no rioters. But if there's a if there's an explosive or someone gets shot, that's a rioter. They will not say it's a protester shot a police officer. They'll say a rioter shot a police officer. They will distance the protesters from the rioters, saying that there's two different people. And in many cases, it's true. These rioters and looters, they are not protesters. But how many of those people that are in that group are real protesters? Very few. Very, very few. I mean... No, I walked along them. I'll tell you, most of them are just like want to do violence and tear stuff down and and dismantle everything. And some things do need to be dismantled. I'm not going to say that there's not. But protesters are peaceful. If you can do a march walking down the street, protesters should be the ones policing these people and separating themselves from the looters and rioters. The second you're accepting the looters and rioters, you're one of them. You're part of that group. So if you want to be a peaceful protester to be looked at as a peaceful protesters, you need to separate yourself from those people. And you see it pretty much in every riot. You'll see one of the protesters get a, or a group of them even come up and say, stop spray painting that on the walls. Stop breaking windows because you know who they're going to blame? They're going to blame us, the people that do want change and do want reform. But until we get everyone on the same page, just might as well call the protesters rioters and looters because until they're really making a difference, they're just they're, they're making things worse. They have to go out there and police these people. You know what you really need is get some protesters and go into these areas and take these people out. And then publicly, they would be looking as, as, okay, these are good people. Maybe they have a point and let's listen to them. Instead of having the marshal, you know, instead of having the federal government come down because, you know, I don't know how you feel, Bruce, but I am not one for the whole federal officers coming in and taking people out because that just, just creates more assumed power later down the road. So I see your point and I agree with you sort of. So mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of f- the federal government stepping in. I don't like the idea of that assumed power. At the same time, I don't like local and state governments not protecting their residents. And if they're unwilling to protect their residents, then the federal government is obligated to go in and at least protect the federal buildings, then which is what they're doing in Portland okay. and other cities. Protecting their sick, but you could do the same argument. What if it was a Christian organization or, you know, religious or let's just say a religious organization of any form mm-hmm. that says we're this city is we're we're all gonna be baptizing our children and we're gonna be doing this. And there are people going, our governor's not protecting our our people. They're not protecting mm-hmm. anybody. It's the same argument. If all no. the people are uniform in that idea that this is the city they want, then so be it. Let them be. But if that whole if that governor and that city and those people go into an area that does not want that and that city asks for help, that's great. That's fine. But let the cities but, be the way they let the cities be. Because if they want to uh, be a Christian city, let them be a Christian city. If they want to be a, a looting, burning, break it down to nothing city, great. You know what people do? They move. Because just look at what's going on in the Middle East. And I'll tell you, in the Middle East and parts of Africa and part, shoot, parts of all over the world where people are suffering because of chaos. They go to places where there's law and order. So what will end up happening is these cities will just succumb to the trash and the disorganization and people will move to better places. Home sales in Seattle are up 1,500% compared to last year. Yes, see? And that's Who's what's going, going to happen. Buy it? Nobody's going to buy it. There's sales, not purchases. I, I understand. That's my point. Mm-hmm. If you're reliant upon selling your home to be able to right. move somewhere else, you're, you're kind of stuck in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I, okay, I, I see your point, right? With 
Christians or, or any religious organization that wants to do that. Here's the catch. The Constitution protects that right. The Constitution does not protect the right for you to go out, burn, destroy, kill, maim. It doesn't give you that right. So if you're out there destroying that, hindering other people's lives or, or, or damaging their livelihoods or, or their lives, mm. now you're breaking the law. Now you're infringing upon other people's rights. Now it is time for the government to step in and defend the population there. Even if the majority of the city wants it, you're still breaking our laws. And last I checked, we were still a nation of laws, are we not? I mean, law and order is kind of our thing. And if we don't uphold the that, what, what, what's it going to look like on the on the international stage as well? If, if we can't keep our act together, our home together, do you think we're going to have a place on the world stage? Doesn't that supporting fascism? What? Or, or authoritarianism? That supporting that the feds just come in and and organize this i mean there's no win we're in a no win situation because but that's we're just the, primitive cockroaches in this planet and the, all we do is war with each other consistently yeah, but that's, so there's no yes, win but that's yeah but you have to understand how that's being portrayed though you have to be able to cut mm. through the uh, the agenda that's being shown to people we're not seeing the context of things we're just being shown an agenda and that's it and people take it at face value and the agenda is the people go out they riot but they're not shown as rioting they're not shown as the ones that are actually instigating the federal officers. They're shown, well, here's a group of people that are protesting and they're given cover by the city officials, the state officials and elected members in Congress like Jerry Nadler. Right. I can play the clip here again, which I don't think you've heard that yet, by the way. But mm. they're given cover and then the media is there. The social media cameras are there because that's where people get their their news and their clips is stuff on social media. So what happens? They go up, they instigate what goes on with federal officers or police officers. They smack a police officer with, oh, I don't know, a slingshot that's got a, a, a ball bearing in it the size of a golf ball, something of that nature. The federal officers then chase down those pieces of garbage. They pin them to the ground, they cuff them up and they throw them in a van and drive off. That's what you're seeing. That's what we're shown. We're shown this is Trump's occupying army and the protesters are out there fighting the fascism of the state. That's what we're being shown. The agenda here has been flipped and you have collaborators and you have people at the top levels of the state and local governments that are on board with an agenda to try and crucify the executive branch. Now, you can make your little connections to, you know, the uh, as Marty put it last night, the um, the five seasons of the CCP. But. The agenda has been taken off of China from the pandemic and everything's been turned into the U.S. And everything's now Trump's fault. You've got the media that's all on board with the agenda. You've got the politicians. Clearly, they're on board with that agenda as well. So they're given cover to flip the agenda on what the American public see. So this is meant to turn everything around. The war of the future is economic. It's disinformation. It's biological. Are we seeing all of those things? That's what it is. So we have to be able to look through this and see the larger agenda on it, which we talked a little bit about what some of that larger agenda is last night, which we're not going to get into right now. But the, the most important thing is for people to understand the context of what we're seeing. We're not getting the full story because if you flip on the TV, all you're hearing is orange man bad, right? That's all we're hearing. It's all Trump's fault. The mayor of Seattle, right? You want to jump up to Seattle, the mayor of Seattle, right? These uh, <clears throat> protesters drove a van full of explosives into a police station, injured 56 or excuse me, injured 59 officers. That's out of the Seattle Times. And what the mayor do? She blamed Trump. Now, how in the world is that Trump's fault? Rioters go out and drive a van full of explosives into a police precinct. They injure. Thank God no one was killed. They injure 59 officers. And that's Trump's fault. 
Butterfly effect. I mean, you couldn't script this better if you're typecast in a movie. You couldn't. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's, it's, it's like a movie. It's crazy. I'm starting to see the plot and seeing where it's going. <laughs> and I've already got to see where it's going. And it's just, it's it's like self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Let's destroy it. Oh my God, that's going to be so bad. So let's make everything bad. And oh my God, it's bad. It's exactly what we're doing. Trump is going to destroy this country. Blah, 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 blah. Trump is doing this to destroy this country. So why don't we just burn the country? Oh my God, look, the country is destroyed. Yes, but that's, that's their agenda. That's going across yeah, the board. That's, that's their agenda. The their agenda is to burn yeah. the society down because that's what they've been told. They haven't been brought up in the system of the way that we were brought up in it to an extent. They weren't educated how to operate in the system. They weren't educated on what to do and how to compete. So they don't know how. All their degrees that they got are completely worthless by and large. You know, unless you got some type of an engineering degree or some type of degree in uh, in medicine or something like that, your degrees are largely worthless. They've got two, three oh, degrees. Come in something. On. They got all my underwater of- basket weaving degree. My underwater basket weaving degree is perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, right. My gosh. Or your your napkin folding, your advanced, your your masters in napkin folding. Yes. Origami so- napkins. I prefer. Thank you. Or origami napkins, <laughs> excuse me. Yes. But my point is, is they've been told that you don't have a future in that system. So you need to get rid of this system. And so once you get rid of that system, then you're going to be the ruling class in this new system that we bring in. When in reality, they're being lied to because they're going to get flushed at the end of it anyway. So it doesn't matter. Of course. Soldiers always do. Yeah. But I want to play this clip for you. You know, Jerry Nadler, you know who Jerry Nadler is, yeah? Yes. I want to play this clip for you. This is Jerry Nadler outside of the Capitol building three days ago. I want you to listen to this. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? That's that's, that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Sir, there's there's videos everywhere online. There's fires and riots. They're throwing fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. Antifa's a myth. Jerry Nadler, the man who was up there grilling Attorney General Barr, says that Antifa, he says Antifa's a myth. Now, how in the world are you supposed to address any kind of law and order? How are you supposed to restore any type of law and order in a city where you have these groups that are openly operating, inciting the violence when you have. Well, I, I like could take his point. Okay, listen, is Antifa really real? Yes, he may be expressing an idea that Antifa, that as as being portrayed, is not really as portrayed. It's, it could be something else. It could be special, like say a special forces op. Just because they call themselves one thing does look, not mean look. It's by look, definition. If he, if he, I know the I know the position you're taking. If he is that damn ignorant, if he is that damn ignorant, then he has no business in any kind of a position. None. No, no, he just knows it by the real name. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's had the same name since the 1930s. It's not Antifa. <laughs> Just well, because it, he, he knows what the they same. really are. He goes, Antifa is a myth. What's really going on is an organized group of individuals or organized group of powerful individuals that have decided to cause a change in the world. Which and call they're called Antifa. whatever it may be. <laughs> they're which, called Antifa. No, they, <laughs> no, they, they, <laughs> they're you, called something GP, else. GP, and their are soldiers. You for, are you running for Congress? Yes, apparently. On the Democrat ticket? Because you sound like it. Is this your campaign split? I know. Is this your campaign <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, just honestly, like, no. Go ahead. I, I, I want to believe GP in this one. I, I, I do. I want to believe that 
Nadler isn't being this, I don't really have kind words to say there, dense, shall we say, but he's a politician. I don't trust him. He's lying to us. He knows exactly what's going on there. He knows exactly what it all is. And he's just, he's covering it up. I, I have difficulty believing any politician, especially in these times now, especially with what they've been pushing, that he's really that dense. Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not dense. He know he knows what's going on. You're right. All right. Um, let's let's jump. Let's get off. This, let's get off this riot stuff. I'm tired, <laughs> of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. It's just like go in Me there, too. restore law and order and just be done with it. So let's jump over to this other thing, which I'm glad you're here, GP, because I wanted to talk to you about this because, you know, a lot about GMO. We've had a GMO podcast before we talked about it and love you, it. Yes. And you're into growing stuff. You're into growing food and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And and it's it, it's fantastic. I love doing it myself. Uh, and I want to talk to you about these these seeds that are showing up all across the country from China. Have you heard about these things? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, I have. So what pumpkin seeds, what do you sunflower know? seeds, these strange things are like these seed packets are popping up all over the place. They're popping up mm-hmm. in all different states uh, and the Department of Agriculture doesn't know what they are. I mean, clearly you look at them, you think, okay, well, that's a pumpkin seed. That's a sunflower seed. But they're telling people not to plant the seeds and to contact them at the state level to contact Mm -hmm. each state's uh, Department of Agriculture Mm -hmm. branch uh, to arrange proper disposal for them. Why do you think that something like this is going on? What's your take on this? What what do you think when you see this? Because this is I have to admit, this is an odd one. The ultimate troll. Meaning what? If you you, it's I think it's a bunch of you know, like YouTubers or whatever it is to do the shock, shock value. Watch what we can do. But it could also be a cover for something to come later. I think all these seeds are benign or whatever it may be. I don't think that there's necessarily anything malicious to do with them. I think it was just a prop or whatever it may be that some guy was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Because if you look where all these came from, it all comes from the same place. A lot of the manufacturers are linked. So it's... It's likely that it's somebody that's got like a YouTube type channel or whatever it may be or an underground whatever troll thing that they are sitting there laughing their butts off. But what they don't realize that they've done is if we find that the reason why we're reacting so badly is because we understand that if we are complacent going, oh, yeah, this is a great joke, sending seeds later, they could come in with something malicious. And that would be, you know, that'd be tragic to our farmers and our native, you know, flora and fauna. But I think it's a really I think it's just a joke. I think it's somebody is like, let's see what happens if we do this. You know, Bruce if I can get up, these seeds across. Yeah. Bruce brought up a, a more sinister side of it. I can't remember if we actually did it. It doesn't matter, but I can't remember if we did it on podcast. Bruce, you were talking about possible GMO manipulation here as well, right? Yeah. So it's possible that it's tied to a specific company's alterations, right? Genetic alterations. And it could be that there could be some lawsuit in the in the future involving this because they said, oh, well, this farmer planted our specific strain without having our permission or blah, 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 whatever. And in reality, it was one of these seeds uh, was planted or misplaced or something, what what have you. Or there could be other things like uh, these seeds are programmed to curb fertility, you know, like basically turn them to non-producing. And it could be malicious in the sense of destroying our food production. So an invasive species is what is kind of what you're alluding to. It could be an invasive species. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, the difficulty that's I have helpful. is how many the variety of plants that they are. Yeah, that's the difficulty I have. It's, it's just an incredibly variety. That's why I'm going with. I think it's somebody just being a troll. It's a nice uh, it's a nice notification you got there. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's the only thing that I still hear to this day. I can hear just a whisper of it. 
And uh, yeah, that that, uh, that time in the military really did. Uh, so uh, we're hearing. Yeah, we can get into some uh, businesses here. We talked the other day about the uh, the gym that was in New Jersey, the gym that said that they were going to stay open no matter what. GP, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but th- those gym owners, yeah, they got arrested. They, uh, yeah, they they got shut down. But now they're saying that gym owners across the board they're getting frustrated, not just about the ones that were in New Jersey, but across the country over there. They're saying that they can't reopen, uh, and they're worried about their future. So four and a half months of forced shutdown. Most gym owners say that they can reopen safely. Over 40 states have reopened gyms and fitness centers. And Planet Fitness, of course, has a lot of franchise locations around the country. That's a pretty big one. Before the shutdown, Michigan, they're speaking on Michigan here. Michigan had over 1,000 gyms serving 1.5 million customers, which employed more than 150,000 people who are either furloughed or laid off. A survey from the California Fitness Alliance from June 12th through July 13th said that only 0.002% of 5.5 million gym visitors reported a positive COVID-19 case. Planet Fitness has 1,450 facilities open as of this week. So this is full of statistics, GP. You're going to love this. So from May 22nd to July 21st, 0.000741% of customers reported a positive COVID-19 case or one in every 135,000 check-ins. That's the clear mess. That's reported. Yes, the clear message here Personally is that reported gyms are, or by a test they had. At these the are these are numbers that are being reported by Planet Fitness. That's all I know. The clear message here is that gyms aren't spreading the virus. That's what he's he's talking about. He's he said in a letter that he addressed to lawmakers. Here's the diff- here's the situation that you have to understand about the virus. You understand that it is a pulmonary virus, correct? Yes, but and he makes reference Let's to that. Have, he's let me get let me get my point in here. Okay, just because it's itself, I think these are all self-reported. You know. Uh, tests, not mm-hmm. not that they had the test facility right there at the gym and then they tested people. I think these are all self-reported and people go in going, nope, nope, I'm perfectly fine. So actually, we probably don't know what the real numbers are. But let me give you an example why the gyms are most likely to stay closed for a long period of time. It's understanding the inoculant and vectors. If you're at a restaurant, you're breathing normally, you're generally facing down. And so you're actually breathing on the table, breathing on your own food. And you're not pushing air towards individuals. And this disease works in, it's pretty insidious as as more and more I read about it. If you get a slight exposure, just a light one, you're likely to not have any symptoms and then come becoming one of these asymptomatics. And then you're basically, you're not going to be giving it to anybody and you're not going to get it again. But if you get a heavy exposure, extraordinary large amount, your body actually starts to succumb to it as opposed to being able to start fighting it off because this is a weak amount coming in. Now you're getting a strong amount. What happens in gyms is you're working out, you're breathing heavier, you're doing deep lung breaths where most people are shallow breathers. So you're taking these deep lung breaths and you're breathing out hard into the air, consistently into the air. You're sweating consistently. There is more moisture in a gym than in any other environment you're going to get into. That's true. No argument. And so if you are going to expose people and they are the ones that are likely to get it, they're going to get a deadly dose instead of a mild dose. More likely to. I get what you're saying. I I get what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you here. But- isn't also fitness key to to keeping your immune system up and fighting off infection? Virtual gyms. <laughs> Virtual gyms. What about people that's, that don't do that or can't do that? What about the ones that, that like to go to the atmosphere? I mean, me personally, I can do the gym at home, 
right? I can go through all mm-hmm. I can go and I can buy all the equipment and all that stuff. But you know something? That doesn't take the place of the actual atmosphere. The atmosphere is motivating in and of itself when you're in the gym. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you you go. I do. So mm-hmm. the the atmosphere of being there pushes you even more. So well, this it's just, fear of death should push you even more. Yeah, but so I'm you not start fr- working out. I'm not afraid of dying. But I'm you're not. not you're not. You're not. Okay, I know you are not. But these people that need the gym, you know what? They might be. So but you know what? If, as long as we told that's us everybody choice. to be healthy, you know what? Every morning at six a.m., you know what everybody should do is get on in your front living room, get in whatever location you're off, whatever you have in your home location. And do some little bit of exercise. Do you know in the military, we didn't lift weights. You did it yes, on the you, side. You did push ups, you did sit ups, you ran. I, I thought pull ups, uh, curls. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was standing there on one foot, jumping in circles while you were <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. I, yeah. I That's exactly I what to. you do. <laughs> yes. There's yeah. a backstory we'll get into some other time. Yeah. 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 But uh no, that's and and that's what people should be doing every morning or every evening. It's not like you're going to work. Hello. If you are going to work, that's that's it's awesome. And to increase your likelihood of of not coming down in, in the negative sense, do some exercise, stay a little healthier. If that's your fear, if your fear is this is going to get me, then by all means, do everything you can. Just don't be fearful. These it drives me crazy. People are like, oh my god, it's so terrible. It's this. Well, you know, what we found if you're healthier, uh, you're less likely to come down with it. You're less likely to have any complications if you do come down with it, and you're better off. Oh. And then they blog for 19 hours on the horribleness of people not wearing masks. Yeah, I, no, I get that it. Morbidly obese, blogging and tearing at people because they don't wear masks, spraying them with pepper spray. I'm sorry. I just I saw that. I saw the pepper spray sprayed the whole family, actually, while she was mm-hmm. out walking her dog. So here's my question. I want to bring Bruce in on this one. So with this gym thing, is it right to bankrupt the fitness industry? Which, by the way, I think they overcharge anyway in the U.S. Sorry, I just think it's highway robbery. But is it right to bankrupt the fitness industry because of these kind of numbers? Is it right to punish those businesses through no fault of their own and to shut them down arbitrarily? Which, I mean, I, I, th- I think not. I think not. I think, it's, I think it comes down to the individual's choice. It's the person's choice. If you have a gym that's open, if you've got one of these big Planet Fitness or or LA Fitness or California Fitness, whatever they are, right? If you go to one of these places and there's all kinds of infections that that break out there and and people get sick and they start going into the hospital and some people die, guess what? People aren't going to go to that gym. They're not going to go to that gym. So that's my stance on it. I want the free market to fix that. I don't want the government to come in and just say, well, because zero or point zero 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 one seven two four six people are infected out of one hundred and thirty five thousand. We got to close down fourteen hundred gyms. That's not right. That's not right. Uh, So I I don't go to the gym. I, I have my own equipment, so I don't know the answer to this one. Are the government sanctioned uh, rec centers still open or are they shut down as well? Because I've heard some places still have their rec centers open. It's a good question. So that would be my first question. If you're in a location that has a rec center still open, why? You know, why is that still open? Why can that still run? But a, a gym can't? That, that No. If the government says, okay, private business, you have to shut down. Well, guess what? Government sanction stuff has to shut down too. You can't discriminate against one one side or the other. I would much rather the business decide whether or not they shut down or stay open. Uh, that that's, that's on them. I want people to be able to self-govern. I would also like clear information being put out there as well. You know, in the beginning, oh, masks don't work. Well, 
instead of lying to us and saying masks don't work, maybe you could have told us, look, we need masks for our first responders. They, they need masks. And if they would have said that, do you know how many people would have donated masks? Like they would have thrown money at them to try to get masks to them. Which a lot like of people that, that's donate. That's the American way. A lot of yeah. people donate it anyway. Right. So if they would tell us the truth in the long run, I, I think the majority of people would do what's right. So if they told us the truth that, hey, you know, gyms are high risk and these are the risks you are taking by going there, people will make an informed decision on whether or not to continue going. But there's so much hysteria in the media. There's so much hysteria coming from the politicians. You can't make an informed decision because all the information you're getting is lopsided one direction. And then any anything else that contradicts it is being silenced uh, or removed. So. I just government get the get out of the way. <laughs> you're you're well, Bruce. It's you're just hurting progress. You're hurting things. It's it's simple. Just listen to Fauci because you're all going to die. Right. That's that's mm. what he that's what he says. True. You you all are going to die. I mean that that's true eventually, but not necessarily from COVID. You taking the John Ziegler approach, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's true though. <laughs> it is. You got something off topic you want to end on? Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. Right, Government's bad. Okay. <laughs> that's off to- yeah, that's off topic yeah okay so uh apparently let, let's end on this one this is this is an odd one i have to say this is an odd one so did you know that the u.s military was using twitch to recruit people did you know that would not surprise me the u.s armed forces they're spending federal money to recruit people for military service through the live streaming platform of twitch which, I mean, I can understand that because you've got a lot of young people that are on there. You've got the uh, the crowd of uh, video game people as well as other people that like to watch the um, uh, IRL stuff, in real life stuff, because you have streamers all over the world that, that broadcast their lives and, and do all that stuff. So I could see why they would want to advertise on there. But I find it interesting that AOC actually introduced a bill. I'm not entirely certain if she actually wrote it, but... Uh, she introduced a bill that would forbid the U.S. armed forces from spending federal funding on platforms such as Twitch and YouTube and Mixer and other platforms like that. In a speech in support of her amendment on the House floor, uh, she emphasized that this was all about curtailing recruitment efforts. The Army, Navy, Air Force and National Guard have a presence in esports through sponsorships and partnerships. And though some esports teams, uh, those are electronic sports, by the way, professional game players, composed of active duty personnel, the U.S. Marine Corps and the U.S. Coast Guard are the exceptions to the rule. In May, representatives from the Marines told Military.com that it had no interest in gamifying its serious approach to recruitment, which the U.S. Army, they've been doing stuff with uh, franchises like Call of Duty and stuff like that for a long time. You know, you've got like the Call of Duty Mm -hmm. endowment and things of that nature. In 2020, this year, the Army signed deals with Complexity Gaming, the Call of Duty League and Chicago Huntsman, while the Army National Guard partnered with World of Warcraft. Interesting. In April, the U.S. Navy has signed deals this year with DreamHack and ESL, Twitch and DoubleTap and partnered with Evil Geniuses to train its Counter-Strike Global Offensive Squad. They're doing this? Really? Like they're, they're actually getting involved in that stuff? So, okay, here's my question in this. Are they actively getting involved having their own channel and doing stuff, or is it they're just paying to have ads played there? I don't think they're talking about ads. I haven't seen anything in this about ads. She thinks that they're using the platform itself by promoting themselves out there as active duty military people getting involved in esports. Well, uh, those are showing to be some type of a role model for other 
other young people. I think that's she she's basically she hates the military. Right. That's all there is to it. She hates the armed services. Yeah. So I think that's how she's looking at it. That's what I'm taking away from this. I'm not not really sure. I mean, what her stance is and what's really going on could be two different worlds. But um... that's true. But I mean, active duty military like in esports doesn't I mean, I, I don't really I don't really see that. I, I don't really I don't really see it. But like I said, I, I know that you've got organizations like Call of Duty, those those big franchises, they're doing their um, and they do this every year. I think they, they they're on board with uh, something called the Call of Duty endowment and all the money that they raise in that it gets donated to organizations uh, like Wounded Warriors and, and the like. And so the money goes to veterans organizations that I see. That I can understand. But you don't have, as far as I know, you don't have active duty taking part in that. You might. You might. But you have big names that are on streaming platforms. They take part in those events and whatever money they raise goes to that charity. So I can understand that side of it. But this this thing, I mean, I don't know. What what do you think about military being involved in esports? Well, here's the thing. A lot of the soldiers are going to be involved with it themselves anyway just because it's part of the, you know, generation to have the military jump in with it as well. They're, they're trying to stay update up to date with the times. Uh, so I can understand them wanting to do it at the same time. I'm torn upon them giving money to certain businesses. It, it feels mm-hmm. like the same kind of concept of deciding who, who wins and who loses. I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of that. So I'm kind of for it and I'm kind of against it at the same time. They're staying up to date. I want them to be able to recruit. You know, I want them to show that soldiers are still real people. Right. I I don't want that disconnect there, which they're trying to do. So it's a difficult one for me, but they're doing it and seems to be going well enough. I I pulled up their their Twitch channel and they haven't posted anything in close to a month. But, uh, you know. Interesting. Well, you know what? Next time I'm toying around on Twitch, I might actually have to give that a look. I mean, I get, I've got Amazon Prime, so you get the free subscription, right? So why not? It's just another streaming platform they own. But anyway, we are going to have to jump out of here. Uh, GP, you got anything? You, you want to weigh in on that one? Or, or are we done? Yeah. Can we not have politicians on any of these medias stating <laughs> whatever their political beliefs are? Right. I, yeah. Because, I, you know, I, they should have their funding pulled for any of that. I don't recall any politicians getting involved in streaming platforms. I don't recall that. Oh my gosh, they all—they're on all of them. What AOC? All of them are on those platforms. They—they. How many videos have you seen of AOC? No, 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 no. We're talking like streaming, like live streaming. Oh, oh, live streaming. Okay. I've not well, seen isn't, isn't her live doesn't she isn't hers on live streams the ones that she does some of the ones maybe Facebook Live or something or yeah, yeah. whatever yes yeah. still the same principle right uh, more or less yeah I, I guess it's well sort of I guess we were really talking about specifically more esports and mm-hmm. military getting involved with esports for example or is she just upset that she can't be on the esports she doesn't to, know what it uh, is. It's like a garbage disposal to her. <laughs> right. Oh, right. I couldn't believe she didn't know what a garbage disposal was. But, you know, if you come to – there is those pe- – you know, that you don't have those kind of things. I mean, have you it's seen hard to Westchester? believe because I – Have you seen Westchester where she comes from? <laughs> right, exactly. I lived on a farm for a while, and the farm was older, built in like the 60s or 70s or something like that. And they had a garbage disposal in middle America. Like, 
Southern Middle America. All right, fellas, we are going to have to go. I do. Yeah, apologize. Middle America definitely does not. <laughs> I mean, that's. I don't think I've ever been anywhere where they don't have a garbage disposal. For those of you who have not and you would like to, please do give us a follow over on the social media platform of Parlor. We love your echoes, your likes, your upvotes, your comments. Love hearing some feedback from you, good and bad. Still waiting on GP to come over there, though I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I pray every night. <laughs> I'm not going to continue on the comment. Go ahead. <laughs> you're, you're not going to continue on that. Oh, you're, you're hurting me, GP. You're yeah. killing me. I'm sure listeners would love. See, I got a comment the other day about you, and I would have just forwarded that on to you. But of course, you're not there. So I had to take it for you. And, you know, it's the getting out there, being with the being out there in the public in the uh, takes up a lot of time. It does. It does. OK, but yes, please do give us a follow over there. Uh, you can follow me at Jay Anderson three. You can follow Marty at Marty Foster. You can't follow GP because GP doesn't care. So I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'll cut that. I'll cut that. <laughs> it's okay. You can keep yeah. that in there. Keep it in there. Oh, oh, no, it's I, not true. He does care. He it's, does. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to stream while you're picking up trash. Okay. It's hard to stream while you're cleaning off graffiti. I'll just let you know. It's that's, uh, true. that's true. That's true. And it's okay. not a glorious job. It's not glorious work. I mean, it's you know, it's volunteer work, but it's still it's not glorious. That's for sure. Bruce GP, thank you for your time tonight. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow. 